0: Just like that, it's another day to record another episode. Well, you know, another week of November starts. COVID testing changes on the compound instead of off. Cold outside, bought some new clothes, haven't arrived yet. Setting up episode number 35 and a practice test for the Delta. Oof, wow. Folks, it is Monday, November 14th, 2022. I'm Stephen Siersky. Thanks for joining me. This is uh, my daily audio podcast. I post it Monday to Friday, and I talk about some of the things that are going on here in Beijing, China. One of the biggest changes to uh, happen over like the last two days. Uh, it just started today, but I'm not sure if it uh, was being talked about before. Um, the uh, COVID testing has now moved from... Outside of the compounds to inside of the compounds. Now I can't remember if uh, last week I mentioned this at all. The uh, uh, that the cities were starting to sort of hit a bit of a, a trouble spot because they weren't able to pay for the COVID testing anymore, and so as a result, uh, you know, I, they either had to get people to pay for them or they were starting to cut down on the amount of testing that was happening. Um, I, I don't know if this is what uh, actually, yes, I don't know. But I highly suspect that this is what's contributed to this move from outside of the compound testing to inside of the compound testing. So up until yesterday, to get an NAT test, a uh, uh, nucleic acid test, uh, I would have to leave my compound go out down the street corner, scan the QR code, get some lady or man to put a cotton swab down my throat, walk back into my compound, scan again the QR code, and then I was good for another couple days. Now, these DABAI, the big whites, uh, the the people wearing the hazmat uh, suits, are on the compound themselves, but unlike before, where they were operating from 7 a.m until 12 noon and then again from 2 p.m until 7 p.m now they're only working 7 a.m until noon that's it so if you miss it you miss it i don't know if there are other places that will still do testing after 12 like in the noon time but uh, i didn't see any uh that were open uh, and i wasn't uh basically everybody uh, there's another guy who lives nearby and he's like yeah there's nothing seems to be open anyway so that is a bit of a change now my question with this is if they're on the compound who's paying them because off the compound that was the city paying them okay if they get moved onto the compound is it now considered private property of the developer of the compound owner of the uh, compound l- league, or whatever it is, or something like that. Like, my fear is that there's going to be an increase in rents <laughs> to pay for this exact thing that for this, uh, um, these safety measures, I guess, these uh, this plan, this idea to continue testing people, uh, every couple of days. Uh, you still need uh, a negative NAT for like, within the last. 48 or 72 hours i think most places are 72 hours although that uh i think it's dependent beijing is still sort of facing an outbreak of sorts although i mean no no one has not many people have died uh they didn't release who like uh, like in terms of the demographics that died uh that have passed away because of it um or if it was a direct result or if it was just an indirect result uh all that being said i mean now with the uh that the, by these these Hazmat suits on the compound. Is it? Uh, is this going to reflect on my rent? The, this is my my big concern. My, my big question at the moment. Uh, and it is being. It has gotten cold outside. Um, went for my morning workout this morning and also this afternoon. It is warmer in the afternoon, so I don't have to wear as much clothing uh, then. But certainly in the morning, it's uh, the the heating is now on in the apartments, full on actually it's he heat, the heating's on and it's almost too much because <laughs> it, it I, I mean I find' I'm almost sweating most of the time I'm like why why how can I be that warm all the time but uh, I think it's because it gets warmer the higher you go up in the building it kind of like just lifts uh, up but uh, all that being said in the morning it is cold so I had um, last week was uh this double 11 uh shopping festival so on the weekend i bought some more uh workout clothes that uh, i'm going to use that should do the trick for the coming uh months uh, I, I guess one of the issues i have was uh, up until now was like sort of like if i do my morning workout i have to do laundry and then that takes away one set of clothing until for, for at least one day if i do two workouts in a day then i gotta do laundry again and you're probably thinking Stephen, that's such a waste of water and everything i'm going there is an argument to be said about that you're you're absolutely right um and i do also wonder whether or not beijing water could be used for anything else other than washing clothes or like i mean i do brush my teeth with it but uh uh i mean i if i rinse vegetables i double rinse it with purified water distilled water right so um The fact that i'm using it to wash clothes twice uh you know uh which i do quite a bit during the summer but i mean that's in a certainly different circumstance but yeah I, i i am cognizant of the fact that uh washing clothes twice a day seems to to be a little much and i was wondering if maybe i could not but then the problem with that is that these like if they're workout clothes like they they get the smell inside and then they it won't release like it just won't uh, leave after that. So, which maybe, which is worse, you know, washing uh, active wear more often, or throwing out a shirt that you can't get the smell out anymore, and, and it it revolts you, repulses you whenever you put it on to go work out. Right, you, you know the type. It's the polyester stuff. The polyester stuff. Once once the smell is inside, it's very difficult to get out. Uh, it's actually one of the reasons I started using uh, disinfectant with uh like whenever I wash uh the the, the active wear because like my, my sports clothes is because it helps uh take down some of the uh that smell some of the bacteria that's uh sort of all over the place on workout clothes but uh yeah uh I don't know I, do I still have to work out twice a day or um you know three times a week good question uh again I kind of like doing it so uh because again it's that afternoon lull, and it's just one of these things where you're kind of going, if I wasn't working out, what else would I do? Now, that being the case, could I just use the same clothes? Because before, when I was commuting to work, I would cycle to, uh, to, to work, and I would get sweaty on the way, and I'd just hang those things up to dry, and then uh, wear them again on the way back. The issue is that those workouts like cycling to um, work wasn't as much of a workout as like what I do in the mornings now where it's like I, these things are, it's soaked, right? And if you let them dry out, yeah, you're, you're probably going to smell. You're going to be like, mm, something in this apartment doesn't smell right. <laughs> smells like someone's been working out and didn't wash their clothes basically. So anyway, point is. Bought some new uh, uh, workout clothes, cheap stuff. I was looking for shoes again, and I, I hate looking for shoes, especially, like, finally here in China, uh, and you expats can uh, sympathize, it's like, it, there's a certain learning curve of what companies and what sizes you can wear. Like, Is it XL? Is it L? Is it XXL? Or is it bigger or smaller, Right. And same with the shoes, like I don't want to buy shoes online because I'm sitting there going, if they're too narrow and they cause problems, well then I've bought this pair of shoes that I can't return because like I've worn them outside, right? So I do like going to go try on the, the, the actual clothes um, in person first, and I've done this before a few times, but actually I can't remember the shoes I tried on, so I was looking for them again, I was like, oh goodness, what what pair were they again? Um, I was kind of hoping to get some new pairs, uh, you know, from the, uh, the shopping deals, but of all pleasant surprises, as actually was kind of predictable, uh, some of the sales have been held over a lot of the, some of them have been held over until the end of November. Uh, some of them are just like new prices that they put on the stuff because they're like, Meh, well, why not keep the price? It was cheap enough. Anyway, we're still overcharging you, <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. Um, so We'll see uh, what, what I can find in terms of shoes. Um, I know that New Balance and Asics are sort of like your uh, the ones that are, are pretty standard around the world. Like in terms of, like they're, they're, I want to say Western foot size, not uh, Chinese foot size, which is a bit smaller. Uh, depending, of course, on a lot of, a lot of factors. But um, I was looking at some of these other, like Under Armour or Adidas, uh, not Under Armour, yeah, it was Adidas some nike's but sometimes uh, and even looking at reviews kind of just getting an idea of what what's out there sort of thing. I know a lot of the uh well some of the the people who work out outside they wear under armour and stuff like that. I'm going I hope you guys don't pay retail for that. Um I mean is one thing, like you know, d- discounts, but like they must be going to wholesale shops to or like discount retailers to to buy that stuff cuz this stuff is just horribly expensive and I'll tell you every time I've gone to uh, a mall and i see these stores like under armor nike uh even sketchers you don't see people buying too much yeah maybe there's one or two people in there but uh they don't really seem to be buying anything more doing product research then they go home and buy it online or through Douyin. this is a, the new thing forget taobao taobao was so old man Douyin is a new place to buy stuff because um all these influencers—they have partnerships and deals, uh, and so I guess what's happening is that with all the um, you know coverage that they're getting, all the fans and stuff like that, they are selling stuff through their channels, and as a result, I mean, I'm guessing they're making cash from this. But that's where a lot of shopping is happening. I mean, it's like food coupons, clothing coupons—you name it—it's all the stuff, like anything that you'd go to Taobao for uh, cheap stuff for. Like for discounts, you're now doing that through Doane instead, and probably because someone's yakking about it or yammering on about it for quite a while as well. Like it's, it's like those infomercials from the '90s, if you remember those, like the KTEL stuff like that. Uh, that was in Canada anyway. I'm not sure what the the states had or what Britain had, but uh, you know those infomercials. Well, they're they're trying to sell you the AbMaster. Do you remember that? Kind of like that, the AbMaster, and trying to. Tell you that you can get a six pack of abs just by doing crunches with this uh, um, iron or um, yeah, not steel, it's iron bar that you just helped you do sit-ups, neglecting to mention that you should probably eat properly too, (laughs) right? So, all right, Uh, setting up episode number thirty-five, so. um, was actually going to do that, there was some talk about doing it today, but I was like, you know what, I actually don't think I could do that. I'm glad I didn't, because what I did end up doing today was a practice test for this Delta uh, exam that I've got coming up in three weeks' time, I guess. Uh, so episode 35 uh, actually tentatively scheduled, tentatively scheduled for next week. We'll see uh, if that uh, should go ahead. Uh, I don't think there's going to be anything to sort of interfere with it, which is good. Um, but uh, yeah, this and with this actually this will be episode thirty-five. I am trying to actually double that number within the next year. So this is a bit of a, an ambitious goal I have. It also means I'm going to have to talk to a lot more people, get my workflow nice and um, uh, tight, concise, and uh, perfect it. I guess uh but uh i think if i could if i get it episode 30 or episode 70 by this time next year it might be a good number it's it's you know it's a decent number I mean, of course it doesn't sound like a lot um compared to some other people and some other you know unedited podcasts out there uh, not even the big names like even the smaller names but at the same time i mean you go 70 hours times two three four hours a piece, two or three hours a piece. i'm going that's a that's a lot <laughs> that's a lot of time plus all the editing plus the prep plus the research and everything so um but if i hit episode number 70 by this time next year i think that'd be a, a pretty good accomplishment in terms of that big podcast now that being f- all, all that being said you, you want to hear you want to see and hear Podcast output, this is 20 minutes every day, Monday to Friday, basically 20 times a week, so uh, 20 times a, a month, so that's what, five episodes a week, four weeks in uh, a month, times 12 months a year, I've been doing this for just over a year now, substantial chunk of change there, right, so, of time, but this one again, it's all sort of, I record it, compress it, add a little icon or a picture to the mp3 file, and then upload it, and it's done, um, so this practice Delta that I was doing took forever. The actual exam, uh, so this Delta is this, uh, I call it glorified English teaching certificate because it's it's like more of the same, but it really is sort of, it takes you from being, you know, Mr. Conversational English Language Teacher, uh, which is just another word for a guy who showed up and the guy like, yeah, can teach English um, and has a basic online TFL certification. Uh, but the delta gets you actually looking at a sentence and being able to parse each and every component of that sentence which you're probably sitting there going why do you need to know this like that sounds very complicated it is and this is also something that i kind of can't help but imagine like first of all why isn't this being automated (laughs) second of all um why does anyone need to know this because as a teacher or as an educator uh you would very rarely explain to such depth uh, this sort of uh, this sentence criticism, this breakdown of each sentence. Now, some students might get it. It might help some students, and it's helpful to know the the knowledge so that if there's a question about, you know, why is this verb like that? Why is this construction like that and not like this? And you can have a bit more of a, um, a depth and an understanding of how to explain things like why they are the way they are. Uh, being the case this exam December 7th is my my uh, test date Um, two papers into uh, five tasks for the for paper one and three tasks for paper two 90 minutes each and the suggested timings actually it starts out very easy but they tell you right right from the get-go they're like you do not start with the easy stuff you skip to the end and you start with the hard stuff. You spend forty-five to fifty minutes on that, and you work your way from the back of the test to the front, basically. So, uh, it and the, that's because like the at the end it, it requires a lot of um, input. Like you need to be writing stuff all the time. It's handwritten exam. There's no computer delivered. Uh, you got to show up at a, a certified uh, exam center, which mine's in Liangma um, at the British Council building. Uh, and so going there, pen and, uh, no no pencil, it's pen. And then sitting there for 90 minutes, half hour break, and then another 90 minutes after that. So, and it's on. So so this practice, actually I was looking at it going, this, this looks a little bit familiar because I got this from the course and I'm looking at it going, wait a minute, this is the previous exam, I think from 2011. And I have like a series of exams and examination reports from over the years. Uh, I didn't check this. I didn't verify it because I wanted to try this exam on my own, just standalone sort of efforts. Um, not going for time. I wasn't going for time. I was going for effort, basically. I wanted to see if I could put my brain through this rigor of uh, uh, doing all this parsing and thinking on its own. Now, there were two or three things I had to look up, like what what's the, um, the form or the methodology where you present um, an example of the target language to the class, and then you get them to practice it. Well, it's the uh, produce, or practice, produce, uh, and then, oh, (laughs) jeez. Present, practice, produce. There you go. So you present it, you practice it. And then you you do it on your own, which is producing it. So um, that was the one thing. One thing I had to look up. The other thing I had to actually go to was uh, the phonemic chart, and this actually slowed me down quite a bit in my um, uh, the, the actually doing the test um, because it was I couldn't get the phonemic symbols on the computer and this was aggravating me because i'm going well they're going to mark the phonemic script and i'm like someone has to be able to do it and i don't want to just copy paste it to a dictionary and because i want to try to figure this out on my own to develop that familiarity with the phonemic chart, so that when i'm in the exam i don't have to think about it as much i think we're allowed to bring it with us to tell you the truth but i have to clarify this i'm not entirely sure uh so that being the case i tried this out it ended up took i started at around five o'clock um, and I didn't finish it until, oh, 10. But, I mean, I was going very slowly. I mean, I was getting up, I was getting some water. You know, kind of checked futures along the way. So, I wasn't timing myself. But I did want to go through the whole thing and write out the whole test. I did it on the computer, by the way. I did not do it by hand. I did it on the computer. Uh, and that also presented some challenges because it was giving me issues with formatting. Again, not just the phonemic chart, but like formatting, it would automatically. Uh, it would first of all, it was doing that auto word complete, and it's aggravating because it's some programs like, do you press tab, do you press enter, do you space, do you use the arrow key. So I shut that off. That I had to find that in Open Office. But then uh, the other one that had to um, that that bothers me is like that that can be very bothersome. When you're doing something like as time-sensitive as a test, is this automatic forming that, formatting that it does? That's fine if you know, you know you're taking your time and you're uh, not rushing through anything. But I mean, if you're just trying to make notes as quick as possible, because uh, even Notepad on uh, these these Macs they they do it automatically, um, and I don't know how to shut it off. I don't know how to shut off the automatic uh, formatting. I'm sure there's a way, but if I shut it off. I have to remember to turn it back on, right? And so I kind of struggled through it just to make sure that uh, I, yeah, I struggled through it. To, I put up with it, but maybe next time I'll have to do it um, either shutting the auto format off or trying it pen and paper. like Actually going through a, a real um, test situation there, even though it looks like all the tests that we'd be given are have all been released before. So there's nothing new. There's no practice test that isn't already out there basically all right folks i'm gonna leave it there thanks for listening i appreciate it uh show notes and tracks will be up on my website Stevensersky.com. have a good start of the week and we will do this again talk to you later bye bye